As I said in first service, thank you, even though you were asked to do that. <laughs> well, hi, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, I am Rachel, and I have my husband, Michael, with me on the front row here, and my children are in the service this morning. Yep. Ella is 10, Liam is 9, and Ben is 5. As they mentioned, we have a Bloom event coming this Friday, and I would love every lady to join us. It's such a fun night to connect with women and also worship together and hear a great word, and we have an awesome speaker that's going to be just amazing, and I would love to see some new faces there. Um, but something we do at Bloom is we honor a woman usually every one of them. And seeing as it's Mother's Day, we are going to honor someone this morning in this service also. Um, this lady is a single mom, and she has her own kids. And then also on Wednesday night, she brings a bunch of other kids. She does a lot of things that are not seen, and she does it with such a calmness and I would be rattled, but she is just so calm and so graceful to these kids, and she pours her life into them, and we wanted to recognize her this morning. So Danielle Courteau, is she, where is she? Is she in here? She's running late. Oh, <laughs> she's running late because she's bringing all those kids. But we have a gift for her uh, when she gets here. Okay, do you want to come get it for her? <laughs> okay. Thank you. And then, of course, I had to honor the best mom in my life, my own mom, and the mom of the house. So you want to come on up, Mom? I've been thinking a long time um, about what I was going to share this morning, and of course, I thought maybe everyone would expect something kind of bloomy and uh, flowery and mommy and mommish, and I was thinking, and I thought, well, let's do something that's relevant. Let's do something fun, um, and this was my first thought, and so I went to emojis because I seem to use these a lot in my life when I'm using text messages, but today we're going to call them imamjis. You know, moms, we all have the heart face when we get up in the morning towards our children. And the angel face when they come in with those sleepy eyes. And then about 8.30 a.m. hits, and we've felt about every emotion. <laughs> um, and of course, now I love these and I use them all the time. But I found these new ones. These you can make look like yourself. Now, usually I'm wearing glasses, so this does look like me. And so at the beginning of the day, I'm usually like, I got this. We can do this today. We're not going to melt down before 8 a.m. The nailed it is usually the midnight Valentine box making that's supposed to look like the Pinterest one, but then it ends up being a cereal box with paper and tape, and it's falling apart when they come out of school anyway. 
And then this is usually when you're in the bathroom at the end of the day when you've been to Target with your children and you bring them out kicking and screaming or they've swallowed necklaces and you had to take them to the ER and find out it's got to come out a different way than when it went in or they lock themselves in the bathroom and you have to call the fire department to come get them. Those are hypothetical stories, of course. (laughs) But we just hope by the end of the day that we have lots of love left for them. Oh, wait, go back. Usually we feel all of these, too, at some point during the day. I send these ones a lot to my friends. And then by the end of the day, we hope we still have all the love we have. And then we're crying by the end of the day because they're growing so fast, and we don't want them to grow so fast. And we hope by the end of the day that we're just saying that we're hashtag blessed. I was going to talk about this, and I probably could have done a whole message on Imamji's, but I'm not talking about that today. In fact, in all seriousness, I really feel that God has a word for the church this morning. And as I thought about it, I was brought back to a Sunday morning when I felt God was calling our church into something deeper, something more intimate, and something more serious with him. It was a moment I was on the front row in worship, and Justin was singing Break Every Chain. And we've sang that song many times, but that day was so different. And God brought me to a scripture, and this morning my whole message is surrounded by that scripture. And I was disobedient that day, and I didn't come up and share that scripture. My heart was beating so hard in my chest, and I never came up. But this morning I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to speak around that scripture. So if you will, can you turn in your Bibles or pay attention to the screen to Acts 12, 5 through 9. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell. And an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him and said, Quick, get up. And the angels fell off his wrist, or the chains fell off his wrists, and then the angel told him to get up, get dressed, and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me. And he walked out of the cell that day. You see, a couple months ago, around the time that this happened during church, I was, we were having a rough parenting day, and my husband had rented a movie for us, and I just wasn't in the mood. I'm not usually in the mood for a rented movie just because I have ADD, and I'm always on my iPad or doing something different. But um, I was like, okay, put it in. And that movie was The War Room. Has anyone seen The War Room? All right, yep. I never realized that this next couple of hours was going to change my life, or it was going to be a tool to change my life. I'm going to set this up for you. This movie, it's Miss Clara is the, one of the main characters in it, and Miss Clara feels that she wants to mentor someone, to learn the things that she never knew as a young wife and a young mom. She wanted to, God to send her somebody, and he sent her Elizabeth. She was her realtor at first, but towards the end of the movie, she becomes so much more. And in this scene, 
it's where Miss Clara is kind of prying into her life, trying to figure out Elizabeth. And then she shows Elizabeth her favorite room. But I want you to pay attention to the first scene, because this first scene is what really shook me up. So you would say you know the Lord? Yes, I would say I know the Lord. You think the Lord is okay with this asking price? Mm-hmm. And you have children? Miss Clara, my husband Tony and I have been married for 16 years. We have one daughter, her name is Danielle, and she's 10. She enjoys pop music and ice cream and jumping rope. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. Now, you say you attend church occasionally. Is that because your pastor only preaches occasionally? Miss Clara, I really would like to help you sell your house. That's why I'm here. As far as my faith is concerned, I believe in God just like most people. He's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get our coffee. So if I asked you what your prayer life was like, would you say that it was hot or cold? I don't know that I would say it's hot. I mean, we're like most people. We have full schedules. We work. But I I would consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not hot, but I'm not cold either. Just, you know, somewhere in the middle. Here you go. I've got cream or sugar if you need it. Oh, no, thank you. I like it black. Miss Clara, you like your coffee room temperature? No, baby, mine's hot. Now this is where I do my fighting. A closet. I call it my war room. So, so you wrote prayers for each area of your life? A prayer strategy? Yes. Now, I used to do what you and your husband are doing, but it got me nowhere. And then I really started studying what the scriptures say. And God showed me that it wasn't my job to do the heavy lifting. No, that was something that only he could do. It was my job to seek him, to trust him, and to stand on his word. Elizabeth, please forgive me for being so direct, but I see in you a warrior that needs to be awakened. After seeing this scene, I felt a quickening in my spirit. And after the movie, I sat and I cried out to God, literally cried out to God. And I felt him saying, Rachel, what is your prayer life like? Oh, I know that you pray, and I know that you love me, but what is your prayer life really like? When are you going to sit and fight with me? When are you going to hand over the things that are keeping you back to me? When are you going to be stop being so whiny and start being a warrior? When are you going to stop feeling so defeated and start being victorious in your life? When are you going to stop insecurities and what other people think about you stop you from doing what I've called you to do? When are you going to stop? And something awoke in me that day. 
You see, the devil has strategies. And behind every war, there is a strategy. And his strategy against my life was insecurity and fear that was crippling and much, much more. You see, John 10.10 says, the thief, who is the devil, his purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy. My, who is Jesus' purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And before I knew about the comeback series, I had been studying this whole thought about the fight and awakening the warrior. Um, And I just think it was amazing how it kind of lined up with what we've been talking about. And as I was researching and preparing for this, I started looking at boxing, fighting, boxing. And I thought it was very interesting when I looked into it, the definition of what boxing is. Boxing, the definition to weaken your opponent to the point of knocking out. The result is determined when the referee deems you unqualified to continue. You see, the strategies of the devil in our lives are to weaken us to the point of taking us out. You see, the difference between our referee and a referee in boxing is that our referee never stops counting. He comes over when we're knocked out and he says, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And he continues and even sometimes he will take the gloves off of us and fight with us or for us. You see, I was fighting in all the wrong places. I found myself where I was feeling so defeated. If you go back to Acts 12, where Peter is in prison, you see, he had been preaching the good news of the gospel, and he was in chains and asleep, it said. You see, his fate was pretty much determined at that point. What I find interesting earlier in scripture, when he was with Jesus, before Jesus had died, Jesus renamed Peter. He named him from Simon to Peter, and Peter means stone, which, and he said, on this rock I will build my church. Peter was not at the point where he was going to be used yet, but Jesus saw him for who he was going to be. He renamed him. And this morning when we're feeling knocked out, he wants to rename us. He sees us for who we're going to be. I just listened to a message from Lisa Bevere. And she said, the devil's attacks on your life, his strategies on your life, have more to do with who you're going to be than who you've been in the past. The devil doesn't care about who you've been in the past. He cares about who you're going to be in the future. And I found myself like Peter, asleep. Asleep to the things of God. Chained up to the, thi- chained up to the things of me. I was asleep in my own hurt. And maybe you're asleep today in your broken marriage. Maybe you're asleep today in your hurt and your suffering and your pain and your abuse. And you're asleep to the things of God. You can't see what he can do. You're chained up and asleep. But I believe today that God wants to awaken something within us. He wants to change the attitudes of we're too young or we're too old. He wants to use us at any point in whatever season that we're in. 
You see, I believe that God appoints us, not disqualifies us. In Acts 12, 7, the angel struck Peter on the side as he was asleep. And he, she said, quick, get up. And that's how I felt after seeing this movie. I felt like the Lord was saying, get up, warrior. And see, and I wasn't used to hearing that word, warrior, because I was always kind of wimpy. I was always so defeated. But the past couple months, I've seen a warrior in my life come out of me that I never knew was in there. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 says this. A final word. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of an unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Needless to say, after watching this movie, I was woken up a little bit. I really do believe it was a tool that God used in my life to change my life. For me to get up and put on my armor... You see, it says in that verse also that he got, the angel told him to get up, put on his coat, and put on his sandals. He was equipping him to go out of the cell. You see, when you get up, he equips you to go out. After, I watched this on a Saturday night, and that Monday, I decided that I was going to clean out my closet. And for those of you that know me, it was quite a chore. Um... I had six bags, I think, that went to the hope chest that day, or the hope store that day. Um, But also, during that time, not only did I physically have to clean out a closet, I also had to spiritually clean out my life. I had to clean out some insecurities I had. I had to try to mend some relationships. I had to try to mend some attitudes that had snuck in in my life, my fears. And the list can go on and on. You see, even though I seemed to be doing all the right things, I had become asleep dwelling on the things that want to take me out, dwelling on the things that the opponent is using to weaken me, to cripple me. You see, also, after this happened, I had a moment, which we're going to show a little bit later here, where I had to tell the devil to get out of my house and out of my life, and to quit messing with me. I had to stand up and start fighting in the right place. You see, in Acts it also says, once he got up, his chains fell off his feet and hands, and he walked out of the cell. The angel told him to put on his sandals and coat. You see, once we get up, the chains of whatever holds us fall off. And then he will equip us with the armor of God. You see, it's time for us to raise up and start fighting in the right place. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not. But it's going to be better. And you're going to have the power to stand up to things that you never thought you could before. I want you to watch the clip of when Elizabeth tells the devil to get out of her house. I don't know where you are, devil. But I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind. 
Jesus is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. moment like that. And as I did that, I felt chains fall off of me. I felt an awakening in my spirit that I hadn't had in a long, long time. You know, I, on Friday, I went to a little mom's party at school with my nine-year-old, and they do little poems for their parents or for their moms. So it was a big, everyone's crying, passing around the Kleenex, you know, it's a big mom fest. And they do these poems, and it's so awesome to hear their hearts. And Liam said this at the end of his speech, and I want to share it with you this morning because it just confirmed the message this morning, and it is a definite mom brag moment here. He said, I know she prays for me when I'm being bad and that I will be good, and when I'm hurt and sad. He quoted Abe Lincoln. He said, I remember my mother's prayers, and they've always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. You see, when we start awakening something within us, things start awakening in our children, too. They start seeing things that they haven't seen before. And is it tough some days? Oh, yeah, and they will tell you that, too. But they see something different. We need to come to a place, a secret place, where we can rest at his feet and we feel his embrace that strengthens us to stand firm and fight for our families, fight for our marriages, fight for our kids, fight for our finances, fight for our broken relationships, and fight for our nation. I believe he's raising up an army to stand shoulder to shoulder and fight for the things of him. I believe he's raising up a generation of Christians that fight for a godly family. Imagine what would happen if we all got up in Jesus' name and the chains fell off of us and we just did what he's called us to do. You see, victories don't come by accident. They need a strategy. Do you know the strategies he has against your life? Does he know what he uses to try and take you out? You see, they made a war room today for me. <laughs> I said in first service, it's a little off of my own house because I don't have flowers. I have last year's mulch. I have chip paint on my porch. 
and our storm door blew off, so that's pretty accurate. <laughs> and there may be a few clothes or two on the floor. Um, but you see, when we start fighting in the right place, we start getting a strategy. You see, this is what I started to do in my own war room. I think they have a picture of it. I don't know if we put it up yet. There's my war room after I cleaned it out. It's full of post-its now. Um, and so I would go in there, and I would find strategies for my family and for different things in my life that needed work. Our businesses, our hurt, our bitterness, our unforgiveness, things that can take us out. And I would go in there, and I would put these in there, and I would pray over them. And as you start praying over them, you start to see things happen. Has everything changed in every situation I've put in my war room? No. But it's in there, and it's being prayed for. And one day, there will be a check mark over it. I think God's calling us to something more. I think he's calling us to something deeper. Victories don't come by accident. They need a strategy. And this morning, we're going to have you put your war, your war strategies in our war room. And we just talked backstage a little bit. I think we're going to get them put on something for our Tuesday morning prayer. And they're going to continue to be prayed over. You need a strategy. You need to know what the devil is using to come at you, to weaken you, to take you out so you can fight it. Miss Clara prays a prayer at the end of this movie. And I want you to bow your heads and pray with her. And when I come back up, we're going to pray, and then we're going to actually do this. We're going to put our prayer strategies on these walls. So watch Miss Clara. done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. 
Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I'm going to pray in just a few minutes here. But we're going to have you, we're going to have post-its up the front. And so when Justin starts playing, you can make your way forward. But I'm going to just pray over us real quick. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you are always trying to awaken something in us. And Lord, I pray that you will raise us up as a church that will seek after you with our whole hearts, Lord. I pray that you will raise up warriors out of this room, Lord Jesus, that will fight for their families in the right place, will fight for their own lives in the right place, Lord. I pray for each and every individual that they would seek you to know what plan you have for their lives, Lord. That each one would know that they have plan and they have a destiny and they have a purpose on their life, Lord God, and that you are trying to awaken that within them today, Lord. Help us to know that these strategies are not about our past, but who we are going to be. And Lord, help us to fight them in the right place, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for awakening me. And I pray this morning that you would awaken others for the things of you and that they would find a strategy to fight in the right place.